Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, hands in the air if you told a cock joke in front of 400 people on Friday. Oh my God. Well, I think if anyone wants to place any bets on it, I think they're probably going to be winning because who out of the two of us would tell a cock joke? Number one, whether or not it's in front of 400 people is like another thing. So basically, I, ho- had, I hosted the Beauty Awards, the C, um, the CW Beauty Awards on Friday. And I hadn't quite realised that the lady that started the CW Awards, were, well, like the, the, the kind of the whole kind of corporation, the coal company was um, is now 80 years old. And so I thought, well, I sort of assessed the room and I saw loads of kind of young people milling around. I thought this is the crowd to do it. Everyone was excited because they were going to go and see Adele afterwards. So I was like, this is my opportunity to tell my Richard Cock joke. Anyway, as I delivered it and said, not only did I call him a dick, but I also called him a cock. I, the first person I saw was this lovely old 80 year old lady just staring back at me. And I was like, well, I hope she's got um, a filthy sense of humor because if not, I'll never be asked back to sell. <laughs> well, I was going to say... This, you know, cock jokes are not like age, apart from, you know, under 12s or something. They're not age, you know, anyone can enjoy a good cock joke if they want to. I'm sure you'll still be enjoying a cock joke at 80s. I bloody will be. I'll be telling them. (laughs) How are you, George? I'm good. I'm really good. We actually had a really strange thing happen this weekend. Oh, here we go. So... On Saturday night, we went out, um, which was like, well, Saturday day and night, we sort of went out. Not late, got the kids home about half 10, went to bed. They didn't wake up till 10 a.m. the next day. What? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. I mean, uh, I couldn't wow. enjoy it. I couldn't enjoy it because I kept worrying they, they're like, I, you know, they weren't breathing or they were dead. So I, I kept going up, like checking. Oh, no, no, they're actually asleep wow this is weird so now we're like okay how do we recreate that saturday every single saturday for the rest of can our i lives? just ask what the bedroom setup is in the kids rooms like do you have do you have blinds that stick to the window like is it completely black in there yeah it, yeah it is although they actually weren't in their rooms they're in our room so i what <laughs> basically james has left me at 
the, this party and he'd gone to another party and I said I didn't want to go basically because I was having too much fun where we were but I still had the kids with me so I've got back on my own having had like quite a few drinks and they're like we want to sleep in your bed and I was like yeah okay cool whatever you sleep in there then so I'd left them in there in our bedroom which actually doesn't have blackout blinds wow. just has like normal curtains and then I'd gone and slept in Axel's bottom bunk and I'd message James to say just so you know the kids are in our bed and I'm in the bottom bunk which means you're on the top he ended up on the top bunk oh I woke up to a message like what the actual fuck (laughs) wow the dating household I'm like okay you two can sleep in our bed every weekend it, it must if you be want something to. to do with the comfort of being in I their think, parents yeah. bed because i know that our and two and, and they're together, together. They're, whenever yeah. like it doesn't happen very often but actually in the last couple of months i've been doing that a little bit more like if dos has been away for the night or you know there's been an argument he's in the attic i just go and get them um yeah. I, i'm really i love sleeping with them and I feel like right. I didn't do it at the beginning because we, we had a rule that we weren't going to be co-sleeping. And there's something about, I don't know whether it's kids starting school or it just seemed to be so big and grown up. I just want to have them with me all the time. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. It's it really is lovely. lovely. And I think you're right. I think they do actually sleep longer if there's someone there with them. Yeah. Because, I mean, Axel would never, ever even sleep past 7.30. Mm. Like, even that, we're like, oh, my God, it's incredible. Yeah. Even past 6.30, especially in the summer, like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the fact they had each other and maybe that, yeah, they were in our, in our bed – it was insane. I couldn't believe it. Love so that. We felt like we had a really short day yesterday. Basically, if Georgia can reincarnate that, or like, yeah, and kind sell of, it, and sell it, then we'll all be we'll all be wealthy. Well, me and George, anyway, because we will. Too. I mean, the only thing I could think is there was a lot, a lot of bouncy castle action on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you want to get your kids to sleep a lot, or a bouncy, get a bouncy castle. castle. I know that when I go yeah, on a bouncy castle, I'm knackered at the end of the day. Um, well, we had a nice weekend because it was my mum's birthday. And she hates celebrating her birthday. She's a bit like the queen. It's like no one really knows how old she is. But because she was with us and she's over (laughs) from Kenya, we had Isla as well for the day on Saturday and the night. We just decided to do a lovely barbecue. We had a few friends around. Obviously, the weather was glorious and it was just lovely. She's been on great form. I really miss, this is what I miss about having a parent that lives in another country because it's those lovely impromptu days where you're like, well, let's just shove some sausages on the barbecue and let's have a, uh, like, let's have a great time. Really, yeah, really special. Sit outside yeah. and relax. I got yeah, so, so nice. drunk on Saturday night. I I got slurry drunk. Like I felt sort of sixteen. So did night I. Out drinking the huge. I had did hiccups. <laughs> I had hiccups, and I was also with people that I don't know that yes. well. And and I was the last person there as well. So it wasn't it like it wasn't anyone else who could like take away from how drunk I was. But it was just me wow. and that couple. You know what they're saying <laughs> about you this morning? They're like, "Who was that slurry girl that we didn't really know very well? She wouldn't." And we kept. And we kept asking her if if she booked a taxi. <laughs> that's amazing. Surely she'll go now. <gasps> There's a taxi outside. Oh no, no, that's not my one. I have I haven't ordered one yet. I love you, George. Not getting any of the hints. Anyway, anyway. 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 <laughs> um, listen, we need to get into today's chat because it was actually a really nice long one, which we always love. Um, the conversation just flowed really freely, and it went off on lots of lovely kind of twists and turns. But the majority of the chat was around body image and body confidence, and the actual conversation around having scales and weighing yourself and how you feel when you're pregnant. It was a lot mm. about that that subject. And we, again, like we always try and find guests that have really been beating that drum and been really honest in yeah. that area. And I feel like, well, I feel like today's guest just just nailed it. What a beautiful conversation. You loved it, didn't you? Oh, I really loved it because it's definitely something that I... 
I sort of think thought I had down like oh yeah I don't care like how I look particularly I'm, I'm not I don't worry about my weight but actually I realized I probably do and there is so much that I haven't unpicked when it comes to like body mm-hmm. image and weight and all of that kind of stuff so I've probably been talking about it more in the last year or so than I ever have done before yeah. but it's been so good and I really feel like the guest that's on this episode just nailed yeah. exactly we had a I eureka exactly moment didn't we want to say yeah. yeah exactly yeah. um so i really think you guys are going to enjoy yeah, it and me george who are we chatting to today today we are chatting to clemmy telford so as always we are very 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 excited about today's conversation but the fact that um this particular lady wanted me to introduce her as a badass bitch i think this one is going to be she didn't actually say that you sure didn't actually there. say that no i've done you that you planted the seed <laughs> i think it's going to be an amazing conversation i'll just to clarify she didn't say that that's what i wanted to call her um so today we're welcoming um a podcaster broadcaster author mother all-round hero it's clemmy telford if anyone knows me you know i never introduced <laughs> myself as a badass bitch I'm like a Pisces I'm the most kind of I'd rather say I was nothing and people realize that I'm something than say I was something and disappoint oh I didn't know that about Pisces no I was gonna say I didn't know that but my mum's a Pisces and that makes a lot of sense what are you George I'm Gemini oh oh what does that mean I don't know two two heads two-faced <laughs> it's definitely a common like broadcaster journalist kind of stuff so is it yeah oh, good it's a good thing you're both like mm, mm. that's very tr- true to george's character actually because um she can be you know we can be discussing i don't know someone that looks fit on the front cover of a magazine and then she'll be like the thing is right is that you need to deliver this and you need to do it on this date and if you don't do it by that i'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i thought we were talking shift. about orlando bloom's abs like there's a real shift in energy there what are you zoe scorpio obviously I love we've never spoken about um, star signs before and I really don't know much about them. So oh, it's like oh. a thing of mine. And me. Is it? Mm. <laughs> oh, well, and there me. we go. How are you, Clemmy? <laughs> um, I'm okay. I was just saying off mic to you, George. I'm, I'm at that point which we're about to move. We're relocating from London to the Kent coast. We're kind of, yes. we're doing this massive renovation. We're moving all the kids' schools. With, and there's it, just almost so much going on that I'm kind of debilitated to do anything at the moment because yeah. I can't I can't focus on anything. But, and my mum texted me last night and said, are you all right? I was like, well, I guess so. You, you almost get to the point where you can't worry because it, I can't fixate on anything for very long. I've just yeah. got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Why Why the move, Clemmy? What, what, we what, need what more space. Yeah. We've, got, yeah, we've got three kids and once you've done a couple of lockdowns with next to no garden, it teaches you what you need. Yeah, we need more space. Where are you off to? Kate I actually Coast. don't know if I've actually put this on the internet, but you can have this because yeah. it's going to become obvious um, we're moving to Broadstairs oh yes oh, that would be great so fun. so how are you how are you feeling about moving like the kids schools and all that kind of stuff because I think we think of it as such a big deal to move them schools and then you hear people say oh no they adapt so easily but I guess different characters will adapt yes. in different ways so I've definitely been in the they'll adapt so easily and then we've just moved into the stage because we're they're like three weeks out from the end of term now where my eldest is really, really struggling with it. And the problem is what he's talking through is all the feelings that I've got too. Like I don't want to leave our life. And and although they're lucky because we've had the house in Broadstairs for a while because we've been doing the renovation, so they know where they're going. And at no point have, said, mm. have they said, oh, we don't want to go there. They just mm. don't want to leave the bit 
that we're doing. But life is is about changes, isn't it? And I, I know hand on heart, every time I see them on the beach, they're about to have a really, really wonderful childhood. But mm. it's really hard to commit to that. I sometimes think that um, the change is more about how we feel about it. And mm-hmm. I'm not devaluing any of their stuff because mm-hmm. obviously kids, you know, they're just tiny versions of ourselves. So of course they're going to feel stuff. But actually I think if we embrace it and get on board with it more Mm -hmm. and kind of love that change um, and let it kind of wash over us a bit more I think they do as well and they're Mm -hmm. quicker to adapt right Mm -hmm. I think it's just that thing where you're very but one of the first times in their lives where I'm very aware that our decision is having consequences for them on quite a a big scale and I don't I'm not questioning that decision but when he's saying I'm really sad there's nothing much I don't want to also devalue it and go oh you'll be fine it it is really sad Things yeah. are changing and and it's like that slow move towards something that is hard. But I, I know it's going to be great. How's yeah. your relationship been with London? Like, how do you view London? And, oh. and yeah, how, how, are you, how are you going to be not being in, in with her every day? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I love her. I, of course I do. It's, it's an energy like no other. And, th- th- you know, there's even however many years in I've lived here, oh, I can't even think, 15, 17 years. I'm always astounded by central London. I find it amazing, but we're not, the the bit that makes me really happy is being quite outdoorsy. Mm. And in order to get that from London, you've got to put quite a lot of effort in. And I, and I, and again, my kids are a bit, they're quite wimpy about, (laughs) about insects and grass and animals, all the stuff that I was a bit more brought up with. And I, and I want them to have all of that. And I hope that when we leave, we will come back and, and enjoy London for what it is. Whereas I think when you live there, you can often just live in a, in a village within London rather than appreciating it that much. What was your childhood like? So you mentioned that you want them to have what you had. Did you lead a bit more of an outdoorsy life? So I lived, grew up in Buckinghamshire. So I, I guess we had the kind of in between between the two I, I grew up in a small village you know then there's farms and then you could always get the train into London and go to Oxford Street and go to Topshop and actually go oh, to London yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, I, I was appreciative of the fact that, that we had a bit of both but the reason we've we've chosen the Kent coast or chosen the coast is to give them a dramatically different life you yeah. know we were looking at places a bit closer to London and then we felt like we weren't getting anything yes. significantly different whereas yeah a beach is is something totally different oh, yeah amazing. and it is so di- and it is so different and i've we, we felt the same thing that actually we wanted them to have access to london because the kent coast you can get on the train mm. and be in london in an hour but at the same time you're not living in the suburbs where you're sort of dipping your feet in but not quite and then you mm. haven't got quite enough space they're going to have a completely different upbringing. It's going to be it's going to be magical. But also, you can still go into London. Your relationship with London can 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 change slightly. Like I get so excited when I go in there now. I'm like, duh, duh, duh. Like step off the yeah, oh yeah, step off the train at Waterloo, and I'm like doing my best strutting through Waterloo. I mean, people think I'm a total wanker, but I <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> But do you remember when you used to come up to London if you came up as a teen or in your 20s? I used to like plan my outfit. Oh, yeah. For, and I forget all that feeling again of like, of, yeah, because it is amazing. But it's strange because of the last couple of years, London hasn't been itself anyway. And actually, yeah. it's definitely kicked back up again. Oh, they'll get the best of both. Exactly. You've just done the front cover of Stylist magazine and that's pretty major. Let, let's talk it's about amazing. that. It's amazing. How did that come about? And and yeah, how, how what's the response been to, to, to the cover? Shoot. And also, if that kind of segue, I was wearing no clothes in, in that. Actually, well, I was. Yeah, I was wearing, yeah. I was that's, a, that's where I was. 
was going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that came, that is one of those jobs that came in literally very shortly before it happened. And I was going to France that day on holiday. And it's one of those, like, this is about to make an already quite stressful long journey to France a hundred times more stressful. But I believe so much in, in what they were trying to do. And speaking to Alex, the um, editor of Stylist, she said she's for a long time wanted to have a conversation about weight and scales and couldn't find a way of doing it that aptly reflected the fact that it impacts all of us and yeah. for those who haven't seen the cover it's I don't know how many women it is but it's 30 maybe more maybe 100 women they've interviewed all of our, our naked backs and what it showed me is that all these women all different shapes and sizes but all unfortunately got this dialogue in their head about about body image and mm-hmm. and the thing that always shocks me is these are, are smart intelligent worldly women <laughs> who are still are still having this conversation with themselves. Yeah. What was your relationship with your body like growing up? I mean, I was going to say it's like everyone's, but I don't know that's true. I, I It is very common in that I was basically on a diet for yeah. from, from the point at which I could have any control over what I ate and was conscious about what I looked, which thankfully I think really wasn't until the end of my teens maybe. You know, I think it's happening much sooner. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was just on a diet and not not in a way that I thought was strange. Of course, you you lose weight to go on holiday. Of course, you lose weight to wear that d- that dress to a big event. And of course, yeah. you're always aspiring to a dress a jean size smaller. That was it. Just wasn't strange. That's what everybody was doing. I did every single trend that was going. You know, cabbage soup, Atkins. I mean, yeah. all of it. That five two. I can't even remember some of them. Five two or something. Yeah, <sighs> and it, I know. And it, and, and I mean, it's all these ironies. You look back and at all those times when I desperately wanted to be smaller, I was already very small. Mm. Um, um, and, I, and I looked fantastic, but at no point did I enjoy the body that I was in. And as part of that as well with exercise, I've, I've exercised for as long as I can remember, but with the, at that point with the sole aim of trying to get smaller as punishment, yeah, basically. as a punishment. Well, where do you think that's come from? Or where do you think it, it historically did come from? Do you think it was dialogue that was being spoken to you at home? Do you think it was the, the pressure of, you know, the way you saw women in the media or on telly? What was it, Prince? I think, I think it's all of that. I, you know, I've had conversations with my mum recently where she's like, I wasn't ever on a diet, but I, I think it, I think everybody was on diets. As I say, it was, it was very, very normal. And, you do look back at those magazines where you're saying these women's weight and pointing out their their cellulite, and actually all those numbers are absolutely imagined, aren't they? Because as we yeah. all know, if you have ever weighed yourself, you change weight every blooming day. Yeah. But there were there were already very very small women that we were aspiring to, and now what I know is that if I didn't if I restricted and restricted, I would still never be down to exercise because that's not the way my body's built but it but I put a lot of energy into trying to be that yeah you know so we had a conversation didn't we a couple of weeks ago and um one of the girls that was there was saying that when she went to school her mum would put a slim fast in their lunchbox and they didn't you know they didn't see anything wrong with that you know the mum didn't see anything wrong with that again intelligent woman but just you know a by part of 
the how she she been brought up and and the dialogue that been fed to her and yeah. I, and I look back and I and I was sort of thinking about that and I was like do you know what I remember I was never big I went to stage school so I used to dance every day you know we were all very active and very fit and then I remember stopping and going off to do my A levels or whatever and I must have put on like a little bit of weight and I went to a Weight Watchers mm. um like thing because I Stop remember it. yeah and I remember telling my mum that I was doing it and she was like oh yeah you know because Weight Watchers was like a sensible thing to mm. do wasn't it it wasn't drastic it was like okay you know that's gonna teach you to eat healthily or whatever but actually you could have mcdonald's and not like avocado or whatever because it was it had less oh calories oh it was so God. ridiculous but i remember going in a friend came with me and they actually let me join and, and now I look back, I'm like, oh my God, they let me join. I think I must have been, I think I was eight and a half stone. Maybe not even that. Maybe eight Jesus, stone. Jesus. I know. I know. Tiny. And um, and then I went back the next week and I'd lost like five or six pounds in a week. And everyone applauded. Everyone applauded me. And I don't think I went back oh, after George. that because I think that's all I wanted to do. But yeah. I was thinking, after we, we had that conversation, I was thinking about the things that just felt completely normal. Mm. That actually, I hadn't even thought about that since then mm. because it was a nothing. It was just a like, a oh yeah, if you want to lose weight, you go to you go to Weight Watchers or Slimming World or whatever and and you can be 16 or 17 and actually and that's a really fine. healthy weight. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine. And then you get applauded. <laughs> <laughs> for losing six pounds in a week i mean it's, it's madness it's isn't it scary mm. it's so scary have you have you ever had to have any of those conversations with you know either one or both your parents about the language that you grew up around i've, I've actually called them up on it recently because mm. <laughs> they're just doing that classic thing oh you know the, the big girl from the village and i'm just like no this is not okay and also about and talking about their own bodies actually and that's, you know, that's, I think, where I picked it all up from my, the other women in my family are, are all slim, smaller than me. And I, I definitely knew that I felt as if that was the the more desirable way to be. And now as I get older, I know that I'm just naturally more on the athletic side of things. Um, but yeah, it, I don't think, again, I don't think anyone even knows that they're doing it using this, this damaging language I think it's just so normalized right and it's really interesting when you highlight it to them I mean I've, I've gone through it with my mom and actually I don't blame her for it because it's, no. it's what she grew up around but you know I do think that part of my eating disorder has to have come from her language mm -hmm. you know this whole like oh if, she used to say to me oh we've had a big lunch we don't even need to eat dinner you know this whole like and that just introduced me to skipping meals it mm. was like well if she's doing that and i remember her being so upset and so angry every time she gained a bit of weight there'd be this massive i can't get into my clothes and throwing them around i feel so ugly and all this kind of stuff and i remember at the time not thinking anything of it just kind of like well this is the norm but on reflection looking back on it and she just put so much value on being slim Mm. and being looking a certain way and mm -hmm. there was you know like you said even now the language like if she sees somebody oh that outfit's doing nothing for her and I think oh fuck I said to her we were having ice cream the other day and I said shut up mm, it's not all right and she has to, she now checks herself and goes oh it's weird because she's not an asshole mm. but yeah. she still can't quite get there Mm -hmm. And what do you think that is? What, what, is that a generational thing? Do you think it's so ingrained in them? I think so. I think it's just it's just the absolute norm of, of judging people by their appearance. But I also think it's a tragedy, isn't it? Like the idea of being hungry for the whole of your life. No. 
I know, and restricting yourself. I know, exactly. And yeah, the skipping meals or, oh yeah, we're going out for a big dinner tonight, so I'm not going to have lunch. No, because what will happen, no. you'll arrive at the dinner, you're so hungry, you shove the bread in your face, you, you then ruin the whole experience. And I know myself in the times when I have been restricting, it does make you miserable because mm. you're not, your body's not functioning right, of course, because you're hungry. So, How did you feel when you were pregnant with your kids? Um, obviously, at that point, you know, the body changes so dr- drastically. What was that period like for you? You've had three children. Yeah, I mean, again, I look back on that into quite disordered behaviour, weighing myself all the way through my pregnancies, weighing myself quite quickly after giving birth. And I used to always joke, you know, it's, it's the single biggest weight loss you'll ever have. You suddenly... Yes, yeah, straight yeah. after that. Yeah, and just being absolutely fixated and I actually wonder with my um first child with Bertie I I was trying to get back into my genes after that my milk supply wasn't that good he therefore wasn't feeding sleeping or feeding that well and I and I do wonder that is because I was absolutely terrified of sitting there and eating the biscuits and eating the cake and doing all of that which I now know is you know your body will come back to you but it but the idea that breastfeeding sorts it out the idea that it happens quickly is a joke. I honestly think really to feel like my body was mine again took a couple of years after my kids. And mm. I think what a tragedy. You 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 need all those calories at that point because you're absolutely exhausted and and you're you're you you are trying to keep two humans alive. But yeah, it, it is disordered. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that's the, you know, when you've had a child, especially your first one, it's such a weird time. And then we hear this stuff about breastfeeding, it will the weight will fall off you. And that's just an um, extra pressure. I remember mm. it with Axel. I remember thinking, no, 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 I'm gonna keep up the breastfeeding because the weight is gonna fall off me. Even though my nipples were bleeding, I was crying every day because it was so painful. And then I remember my mum just going, to be like what are you doing doing? what are you doing and if you're worried about weight loss there are a million other ways that you know if you want to lose weight don't do this like what what are you doing actually for me my body held on to that baby weight until I gave up breastfeeding every single time and I I understand why it was doing it because it's trying to keep itself in Mm, that needs it yeah Mm. that post baby bit and then as I say gave up breastfeeding able to move a bit more it does all come back, but what a waste of those precious, precious months when you've got so much else on your plate and your baby is tiny and it's only tiny once mm. to be worrying about that. We'll be right back after this short break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? We hear so, we hear so many people, they send us messages constantly on Made by Mamas about, you know, can't shift the baby weight, don't feel like myself. It's, there's a lot of how people look. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if you've got kind of any insight because it feels like you've done a real journey with how you used to feel and how you potentially feel now for those people listening because it's a huge thing to even start unraveling, I know. It is. And, and actually, to be really honest with you, every time I feel like I've unraveled it, then then I come up to another hurdle and I realize I haven't unraveled it. And, you know, it's definitely an ongoing, an ongoing journey and definitely something that I have to keep working on. But the big shift for me, so I've got two boys and then a girl and I have very chunky babies, not at birth, but once I start like weaning, they, I found one of Greta where I think she had five rolls up each arm. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. But when the boy, when with the boys and people used to comment on how chunky they were, people, I didn't think anything of it. And then they started doing it about Greta and I could feel myself recoiling. Now, number one, I don't think you should be commenting on bodies anyway. But I was like, why, why are you having this reaction? And it was at that point where I was like, I have got to go and solve my own stuff because I cannot allow this to be continued into my children and that was a, a big a big shift for me and then I spent it I like got rid of the scales stopped weighing myself and which was amazing and and really went into intuitive eating again amazing got rid of a lot of my hang-ups with food but funnily in the last kind of six months to a year there's been a bit of a plot twist on that because I realized I, was, I thought I was eating intuitively, but I wasn't feeling very good in my skin. My body didn't feel like it was functioning at, at the best ways it right. could. And I, 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 I'm really into fitness, train, you know, five, six times a week. I couldn't quite reconcile what was going on. And I realized that actually my intuitive eating was still quite tied up with emotional eating. And that's quite a, a thing you have to be honest with yourself about. And then I was so keen to move away from diet culture that I didn't want to make any changes to my eating habits. Right. But actually, I think I think we're then feeding ourselves another lie. I don't believe you can just eat the brownie all the time. No. I mean, you can, but you you won't feel good. Your body won't be functioning well. I do need to eat more vegetables. I do need to watch the caffeine that I eat. I don't feel great if I eat all the refined carbohydrates yeah. going. And so... And I think I got quite confused with body positivity that if you love your body, you just do whatever you want to it. And I really think that's doing us, not doing us a favor either because exercise and good eating are habits that you have to work at, but they're important. Do you know what? Oh, it's so that, nice to hear yeah, that. You, I, I feel like you've that. summed it up, George. Yeah, I wish you have summed it up. Everything yeah. that we've been trying to say for the last because three years on this here. This is what we try and say. Like, I was just about to say to you, like, I don't feel like I'm there yet. As in, I definitely still care about what my body looks mm -hmm. like. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I I lost quite a bit of weight recently and I definitely feel so much happier now. Well, you did it really healthily, George. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Like, obviously, not, not nothing crazy, but I definitely still, you know, I, I was definitely still weighing myself mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't affect my mood. Like, if I've put on weight, it won't affect my mm -hmm. mood, but I definitely feel better. But then what I have realised is I, I feel better because I'm just fueling my body in the way that it should be yes. fueled. And yes. I'm just going to the gym consistently. Mm -hmm. I'm not going crazy. I'm going three or four times a week, maybe mm -hmm. doing a run. And I'm just 
it's kind of treating it how it well, should be treated. With respect. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's all I'm doing. Mm. And I have had that sort of internal battle with myself, like, oh gosh, like, am I, you know, am I going to go too far with this? Mm. Like, I'm sort of loving, yeah. the, loving the weight coming off and the way mm. that my body's changing. But actually, I'm thinking, no, do you know what? I'm actually just loving the way it's making me feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm loving that I've got yeah. more energy and I'm loving that I actually enjoy going to the gym and I'm loving that I'm eating so much better. Like, I used mm-hmm. to actually skip lunch now mm. I don't like no. I, I think yeah I'll, you know I'll have something proper so yeah and I think there's a lot that there, there is it's a really hard place at the moment mm. especially with Instagram to say you you know you you want to eat well and you mm-hmm. want to go to the gym because that's seen as being part of diet culture mm-hmm. but actually it's really not um if it's done in the right way <laughs> no I agree so I am working with a nutritionist at the moment so I, I'm really into powerlifting and I'm in this strange thing where I really really want to get stronger and yeah. often the way to get stronger is just to get bigger bigger yeah um and I'm trying to get bigger not I'm get, trying to get stronger but also remain leaner or as lean as I can and so I'm working with him and it's been a really fascinating journey because obviously I'm back on meal plans, I'm back weighing, but for the first time ever, I'm just seeing it as science. I need to put this amount of energy, good energy into my body because I'm going to expel this amount of energy. The amount I weigh is reflective of, of trying to make my body perform at the best at the best it can be. And and I kind of feel like I might be accessing a bit of what how how men often look at their wow, bodies. Wow, that's incredible! And, and it's like oh, and you know, I, I said in the stylist interview when I first stood on the scales again after three years, I now weigh what once would have been an unthinkable number, but now I know that 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 weight is tied up to muscle and yeah and performance and and it is a real journey to go on but exactly like you George I when I started working with this nutritionist and looking at macros and looking at my weight I was like am I am I like, defying the girl code am I going against everything yeah. that we should be doing and that's really dangerous because if you can do so in a healthy way uh, uh, the best we can do for ourselves and our kids is to make our bodies work in the best way possible. But this is the thing, right, Clemmy? Because this is this is the, the issue. Like my husband, ex-rugby player, if he wants to lose a bit of weight, you know, he's working with this guy who was historically Jay Cabot, and he was, you know, weighing his food and looking mm-hmm. at macros and training and weightlifting, all this sort of stuff. Nobody batters an eyelid. People are like, oh, look at him. He's gone from this to this. And no one, no one gives a shit. No one says anything. In fact, it's applauded and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. If a woman does that, mm-hmm. you know, firstly, you, you 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 feel shame even showing your before and after shots because mm-hmm. you don't want to alienate anyone else or upset anybody else, or you don't want anybody else to comment because people will comment mm-hmm. straight away on it. Oh, you're looking too thin, or have you done it in the right way? And it's it's even just that in itself is so skewed. I find mm-hmm. that really, really, really hard to swallow. Like as women, men are never dissected in the same way that women are. No, never. It's, it's so true. And and also I realized from working with the nutritionist how confused I was about what I should and shouldn't be eating. You know, the portions he's now giving me are, on, and I'm on five meals a day, it, I just wouldn't have been able to put that in my body before without absolutely losing my head because I've just yeah. got all these ideas of, of what what is right and what is wrong and exactly what I was saying like the right amount of protein n- not missing meals and the accumulative effect of that and how I feel um, and actually like my PMT is better I'm sleeping better my patience is better but I we have been fed so many lies for so many so long that it's really got to the point where I didn't know how to 
yeah, I didn't know what on earth I was doing. No, agreed. What, what sort of conversations are you having with the kids about it? Because if you are, you know, measuring out your food mm-hmm. and, you know, the portion sizes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you saying to them and how do they react to it? So the dialogue is that I'm just trying to get stronger, um, which is true, and be healthy. And I'm, I'm talking to them more about the, the, like protein and, and different energy supplies. Yep. And my eldest is really into baking. So I'm trying to talk to him in the same way that you have to get the ingredients right in order for a cake to rise is trying to get the balance right in, in what I'm eating. And I think I talked about this on Instagram recently. It's never about what I'm taking away. It's about what I'm adding in, adding in more protein, adding in more vegetables, adding in more water. Wow. Mm. He's trying to get me to drink three liters of water a day. And I just, I am so, <laughs> I'm so far off that though. Like, yeah. And again, you, I, I think to myself that I'm good at hydration. And when, once you begin to actually check in with it, I'm really not. I know. I'll have like six cups of tea a day easy you know that like some people's nans don't have that many cups of tea every day george well then they're not a real nan are they <laughs> <laughs> you should just swap out a few of those for decaf and you'd be yeah. you'd be in a much better place I mean, the joke is i drink decaf coffee as well but mm. I just, <laughs> oh yeah oh wow. okay well there's no judgment here but we're judging you from over here <laughs> yeah i've judged you really really hard i'm not i'm not a professional nutritionist but that feels like a terrible idea it is a terrible idea and i'm cutting down it probably was about well eight so i'm down to do you know six what now, i got so properly we'll properly judged the other day because i if i do drink coffee i have to have um well i have to have one heaped brown sugar in it or right. in the sachets it's three right because three sachets that, that, that's not three spoons that's one heaped right but people look at it and you go it? yeah i've done it like seriously i've done it about 15 times at work so we go to the cafeteria and i was like yeah three sachets please and the woman who was working there went three sachets and i was like excuse me i was like you're selling ice buns to the people in front of me and you didn't batter a fucking eyelid three sachets and you're about to call the sugar police <laughs> oh, i only have one I cup mean, a day though guys one cup okay okay, okay. okay. so we're okay. not giving you the validation you want it's all fine it's all fine <laughs> but i get my tea you get your yeah, sugar fine, right? yeah, well, what's, your what's your advice again? what's your advice oh and you know what? i'm really bloody straight edge these days <sighs> i don't even drink i don't yeah i'm really straight edge no Nothing. No. No, I was trying to think. Well, my advice. I have actually got back into diet coat recently, which right. I don't think is a great. Oh, that's habit, really bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm rebelling. Worse than oh, you're going to say like porn or something? Sugar. I've just have. I've no. heavily got back into porn recently, guys. No. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. No, no. Um, listen, before we um, say goodbye, we would love to mm. ask you the best piece of advice that you've ever been given by a parent or the piece of advice that you want to give a new mum or, or dad. It's something that I've just checked myself in, like realised myself. So uh, my kids are nine, seven and four. And over the last nine years of parenting, I have become, it made, yeah, it's become a habit that I will be the person that looks after the bags if we go anywhere or I will be the person who's, who brings a towel or I will always be the person watching. And I've been doing this as a habit because I think it starts when you have the baby yeah. and you're, you've got the pram or you're breastfeeding. And then I suddenly realised that I'm basically forever watching my husband have do the fun yes. things with the kids. And yeah. I'm the kind of supporting act. And then we were just come back from France and there's this inflatable obstacle course on the water, which I didn't really fancy, but my kids wanted me to do it. And I was suddenly like, Oh, Clemmie, you can go and do that. 
uh, go and do it with them. And um, they were like, this is the best day of our lives, oh. mummy. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, you can be involved with the fun rather than observing and providing the fun. And it's been a real shift in my in my parenting. It's like, go and I actually now go and kick the football with them rather than holding the stuff while they kick the football. And it's it's been really I gorgeous. I love that. I love that. I love yes, that. So and do also, I. don't just think you can only have that sort of fun in France because near me, they've no. got liquid leisure and they've got that obstacle course <laughs> on the water. You just Have you done it? No, it's too fucking cold. Like, I'm only going to do it in France. But no, don't. <laughs> no, I just need to get a, um, a what are they called? A waterproof sweat, a wetsuit. That's it. Yeah. And then I'm keen to join you next time you go. It's, and you know what? It's really, and then it's just a different chapter of parenting where you're doing stuff with them. And yeah. it's just it's just such a habit. And so, yeah, I want to be in the core memories. But what about if you don't want to get on the No, you have to, George. Then I'll, yeah. hold, I'll hold the bags <laughs> and I'll watch that time. Maybe something else. I'll I'm go. I'll go and have the fun. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. No, and and it, it, also, you, it's easy to become a bit more boring and a bit more boring yeah. and a bit more boring. And in fact, George and I just both been to a thing where everyone was getting in the hot tub and we were like, oh, we'll just have a cup of tea. Yeah. And then eventually we got in the hot tub. It's like... Oh, you've got to try and get in the hop tub, even if you don't fancy it, because you just got to do yes. it exactly. Life is short. The hot tub one's quite an interesting chat because it's always a bit cold, and I'm always the one <laughs> a and a bit wet. And then it's when you get out, first, you're like, yeah. "Oh, this is going to be." And I never get in the hot tub because I'm like, "Oh, I don't really fancy getting cold and wet." But you're right; you've got to get in the hot tub, mm. guys. Yeah, got to get in the hot tub. You got to dive straight in. in. Okay, yeah, because that is yeah, that's the stuff, isn't it? Really. And also, we love to find out about our guests' favourite products. So are yes. there any like things that you're loving at the moment, things you love for the kids, just like your absolute must-haves? Yeah, so um, again, inspired by France, I've now had three kids, two of which can swim, one that can almost swim, and they've all learnt with the help of those shark th- fin things, oh, have you seen? Yeah. And they're absolutely brilliant because they, rather than armbands, which kind of restrict their movement, yeah. by having this float on their back, they can move properly and it... it, it doesn't like not a buoyancy aid it just keeps them more afloat so they have to learn how to keep them themselves afloat and that that is absolutely been a game changer so that's my number Can one you, i'm gonna get that for kits he's yes, four two shark the fin. and they yeah. also look really cool they're these yeah, uh, they actual are cool. they're really really good and i think they really changed the way that they learn to swim rather than teaching them one thing and then removing it um Packing cubes are my my absolute. Are they? Uh, have you got packing cubes? No. I haven't. I need to get packing cubes because I'm like shoving. What are they? The best. <sighs> so they they're kind of as they sound. They they're individual compartments. Now I've got lovely Tibra and Ma ones, but also for the family, each family member has got a different color set of packing cubes. And the thing is, what you do is you can then take it. You pack the packing cube in their bedroom, put it in the suitcase, and then from the suitcase you can put it straight in the wardrobe. Now, if you're not staying for very long, you don't actually ever do anything other than just put the packing cube in the wardrobe. But it means that everything is already like into different compartments for each. Oh person. yes, I love this. Yeah, that's the good packing idea. Cube. And then I guess when you get home as well, that's, yeah, you can put your dirty and your whatever. Exactly, place. dirty in one and the other, oh, and wonderful. and you can compress more in because you, each bit is kind of squished. Oh, this is great. I feel like I've learned something. I'll tell you who's going to love that. Organised by Kat and the girls from Organised. Oh, yeah, they will. In fact, they've probably told us about those, haven't they? I, I really recommend it. And especially we do a lot of camping and and like festival type things. So it's kind of good if you're not in anywhere yeah. permanent, but you can kind of keep everyone's stuff. Great. Love that. Packing. Cubes. Okay. Um, 
what else have I got? Bundle beds. Have any of you got bundle beds? <gasps> no. no. God, these are, they're quite expensive, but they are um, roll up beds with actual duvet, an actual pillow, and a self inflating mattress. And again, we do a lot of camping and um, festivals, so each child has one. And then actually when we ever go and stay at people's houses, they have the same one. And because they always have their same bed, it means that wherever you go, you've kind of got a consistent thing where they where they can stay. And it, yeah, it's absolutely Bundle brilliant. beds. That is Let's brilliant. That, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look those yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, they're an investment, but they're, you know, you can take the, the sheet rather than often camping stuff can be a bit nylon. They are like cotton and actual pillows and, and yeah, so they actually do sleep. Brilliant. Okay. Tell me, will you come on the podcast every week and just give us three of your favourite new products? Because this, <laughs> yeah, I know, this is amazing. <laughs> I wrote down like Sleepyhead and all of those, but actually, it's like if we still need help parenting once our kids yeah, get a yeah, bit older. Yeah, exactly. More exactly. so, in fact. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> I think, and everyone stops telling, sharing their tips so much. Yes, no, not on this podcast. Um, Tammy, thank you so so much for coming on. My what pleasure. a brilliant conversation. Oh, I've, I've already got the fear about it, so it shows it was a no, good one. Another oh, fear. <laughs> I can't wait to see what your life is like on the Kent coast. I can't wait to come on that journey with you. It's really exciting. Thanks, Clemmy. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much, guys. Wishing you all the luck with the rest of your days. Don't drink too much coffee, Georgie. <laughs> Clemmy Telford for Prime Minister. <laughs> yes. I feel like Zoe and I have been going around in circles trying to explain how we feel yeah. about body image and like where the balance is. And she just comes on yeah. and she's like, well, yeah, this is, this is it. You've got to fuel your body, right? Otherwise, you're not going to feel that good. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you've got issues or whatever. It's just, that's just the way your body works. Yeah. You put fuel in it and you'll feel good. I was like, yes. I loved how she also talked about her body and performance, which is where our, yeah. that's, that's the drum that I've always been you know trying to be is that when I like when I do eat the right things and I do nourish myself properly I can really perform well in my training and sport mm. and things it's been such a big part of my life but again there is such a fine line between you know being you know I'm a, I'm a size eight I have been a size eight for a really long time but some people look at me and they're like oh you know you're too slim and you're too this and you're too that I'm like this is the way that my body naturally is you know fit and lean and, yeah, and quite supposed, to, supposed be. to be mm. but I know that if I don't put the right fuel in it I feel rubbish you know if I eat a pizza before bed the next day when I wake up I'm just absolutely shattered yeah I was gonna say because for me it's not really about performance like I train to feel good yeah. and like fit, like have energy so that's that's where I notice the difference whereas if I'm training consistently and I'm eating 80% you know well and then I ha still have my little treats yeah. and stuff I feel like myself yeah. that's all it is and I've, I've got energy and I'm not so snappy and I'm not lethargic and that's why I do it mm. um, just to feel normal yeah, to, and mentally <laughs> really? as well the mental health side yeah. of it I know we talk about this a lot but even if we don't get out and go for a walk or yeah. you know kind of meet, meet a mate and just just to kind of hit hit the park for a bit it does make us feel really crappy so our dms are always open to have this conversation and we would love to get your feedback as always but we want to say thank you to clemmy because i know that she was maybe a little bit worried about certain things that she was saying but i actually really respected her for oh, speaking the truth i loved yeah. it loved yeah, that chat brilliant. um and if you've got any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover like this one anything that's coming up in your lives in your friendship groups then please like zoe said our dms are always open we're on at made by mummies on instagram just just send us a message and we'll try and find somebody yeah. to come on and talk about we will it. and if you do have time to rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow that would be amazing and we'll be back on friday made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful charlotte mason 
Insanity Group. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns on your next order. That's quince.com/upgrade.